Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Voyager Way podcast. Uh, tonight, you guys have Nick, Tanner, and Zach, uh, and we're going to kind of talk about um, some different things that we've been up to this winter and mostly that Zach's been up to um, and kind of just talk through definitely, actually, probably some things that people might not even realize you can do during the winter. Um, but I know, Zach, you had a post about one of these things. Well, you've been posting about most, multiple things like this, but specifically um, the winter canoeing. You just had a post that didn't get featured. Who who reached out to you to feature it on their Instagram page? Uh, just like some random paddling. Like their whole page is based on paddling. Yeah, or something. Like yeah. paddling. Yeah, so you went out, and I know you you. When did you start going winter canoeing? I don't actually know. I I know it was a few years ago, but I can't remember exactly how it started. Oh, I know what it was. Um, one of our buddies, Joe Weir, he uh. Grew up with him around the area, and it had been a really big snowstorm. And it was like the snowstorm where you get like the really big chunks of snow falling down. Yeah, yeah. And it was like in the middle of that, we were hanging out doing whatever, and the idea just kind of popped in like, this would be so beautiful to go paddle. And yeah. one of us had recently driven over the bridge um, with a river that goes through town that we figured it would be a great place to paddle and it wasn't frozen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, my brother actually, he had, I think he was back from playing juniors. Okay. Um, and so he had like a broken arm or something going on <laughs> where he was, he was at home and he wasn't up there. And so, um, he was kind of our shuttle. So he drove with us, dropped us off. And then it was Joe and I paddling the river and it was like still kind of snowing. But all the trees, the banks, and everything was just like... He kind of took some pictures too, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So Mitchell's plan cool. was to drop us off. And then he was going to kind of go just like... He had nothing else to do. So he was going to yeah. just drop... Um, go jump at um, some of the rivers. Stay there. Wait for us to paddle by. Yep. And then um, just take some pictures of it as we were going through. And then he'd go to the next bridge and do the same thing. Okay. Um, so he was just kind of following along. And he picked us up at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was insanely beautiful. And from that point on, like it was a nice day too. It wasn't super cold and it was like, we could do this all year. I mean, yeah. the river is still actually, that was, that was on the soccer, right? Yeah. The river just froze. I was uh, going to say, I was recently. driving by it and I just was kind of thinking about that, like over by the Heinz mill. Yeah. And I was like thinking about just like paddling on it and I was like, you could not paddle on that. Yeah. It was definitely frozen over all the way. Yeah, it finally got to a point where it was cold enough to, to freeze. Um, fortunately, though, over by where my parents live, um, the Sock River is pretty long. I don't know the exact mileage of it, but it's pretty long. It would probably take you like a full day to paddle the whole thing if you did from start to finish. It'd take, no, I bet it would take, take more than a day. Or Tanner a whole day. I think anybody more than a whole day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it half a day. Yeah, okay. But anyways, there's like a near the town that they live um, – by there's a dam a really small dam and so it's kind of helped keep the the water open there yep. and so like there's probably a couple miles downstream of that that the water stays open and so i think it was probably two or three weeks ago now yeah i just decided i had nothing else to to do that weekend day so i 
loaded up the canoe and then I just went over to this little bridge that's kind of tucked away in this rural park where people just go walk around in the woods and I put in there I didn't want to go downstream because I wasn't sure uh, like around the bend if it would like just freeze up right away yeah yeah and I didn't want to run into that problem so I just went upstream like towards the dam where I knew the water would be open um, and it's an area where the it's pretty wide and it's pretty shallow so the current's not that significant yeah so i just kind of paddled upstream a little ways um there was kind of some cool um little eddies and side um, channels to go off into and just hang out and it was another one of those days where it snowed pretty heavy the day before so yeah. was... i'm gonna read i don't know if you just got like how long it took you to write this because it was sick um, <laughs> but i think you got super deep with this this post and that's what kind of did it for me it, it was a you're you, you let's see you posted it on January 10th, um, you know, just pictures of you on the little, in the water there. Um, also a longer, I thought it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you said, uh, winter solitude an unpopular opinion. I am sure for many paddling in the heart of winter has always been one of my favorite times of the year to get on the water after unburying my canoe from the fresh layer of snow from the night before. I made my way to the nearby open stretch of river for a solo sunset paddle. It always amazes me the sense of seclusion I receive on this river throughout the winter. Only minutes from my house and making its way through the city, I have the entire river to myself. The crisp air has a stillness that is interrupted by the occasional flock of geese passing by. The cold water is crystal clear as it flows lazily by the deep snow and ice of the grasslands and maple forests. Though the paddle was not long for that brief time I was alone on the river, there was winter solitude that I'm sure will call me back again soon. Yeah, that's dope. That Mr. Sigurd Olson over here. Just, <laughs> yeah, we should start some audio books. Yeah, holy moly, dude. No, no, it was cool though. Like, uh, like I said in that, it was amazing to think that while I was paddling, it just like hit me. I was like, I can almost guarantee I'm the only person on this entire river right yep. now. And probably the only person who will paddle it from, I don't know, from november through march yeah that was i had kind of the same that's why honestly one of the things i love about winter is um like especially when it's super cold up here not many people are getting outside like no and i would go on our hikes down by the river and there'd be no one there yeah. um and then even two sundays ago i went for that run on the beaver island trail just kind of right along the river and that's when it was like cold cold um i think it was like negative 20 out like I'm not trying to brag at all because I like before I just wasn't doing it. Cause it was so cold. But then I think that Saturday, the day before that Saturday, I was driving home. I saw this like 50 or six year old dude out in the cold. Like it was like negative 20 again. And he was just running outside. I was like, okay, you have no excuses. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. So I went for a run on the Beaver Island trail and it was, but it was in the Sunday morning, it was super cold in negative 20. I'm like, I've been on the only person on this whole trail. And I mean, the trail's yeah. a little bit different than the river, but it's like the trail goes, four or five miles you know what i mean so it's a, it's a decent long trail yeah. there's normally people on there i was like i was running on there and it was snowing i was like i'm definitely the only person on this trail which is just a super cool i don't know that's just one of the things i like i enjoy about winter because it seems like it's you have to go out of your way to go outside and like try and enjoy obviously the day but um if you can do it even this last sunday morning i was uh, i got up kind of early and got some stuff done and then i was took Noah for a walk down by the river and like the the snow the snowflakes were just like fat they were like the size yeah. of a quarter so they were just like slowly going down you could grab them in like with your mouth just out of the air like they were going so slow um 
And I just like stopped a couple times just to kind of take it all in. I was like, this is just like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so speaking of stuff that people wouldn't normally go out of their way to do in the winter, I know you guys have the Voyager program has set up kind of a cool experience for people to do um, that next weekend already. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to kind of touch on that? Yeah. So we're, we're trying our first ever ice climbing trip. Um, it's not something that I've ever done either, mm-hmm. but um, there's some really good um, friends of the program and friends of mine, Alex Hansen and Bria Hallstrom. Shout out to you guys if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they uh, hopefully we'll have them on the podcast here sometime soon. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, but they've done all sorts of mountaineering, ice climbing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they've been involved with the program from participating to guiding, all that kind of stuff. So I reached out to them to see if they would want to kind of help us with expanding the program into some other things besides just the summer programs. And so um, one thing that came to mind that I've always wanted to try to do is the ice climbing. Yep. Um, and so we're going to go do a trip in Sandstone, Minnesota for a weekend, just do a, a couple days of climbing. And so what are you, what are you climbing? Is it like, is it naturally, is there a natural ice formation over some like dam or waterfall kind of thing or is it man-made it's man-made okay. ice yeah okay. so they i think they called it like ice farming basically okay. so they just like i don't know if it's hoses or pipes or how they do it exactly but they make the sheets of ice basically okay. just like over climb. like a rock like yeah, a yeah 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 so um but yeah it's That's been cool. kind of warm so we'll see um what the climbing situation will be like i mean it's always a gamble in the winter it can be really hot or really cold yeah so especially this kind of towards the end of winter. So we'll see how that goes. But, but yeah, so our, our hope is to um, kind of start incorporating more um, stuff throughout the year for the program itself. Um, when, when the program was run by our, the former director and founder, he was a teacher. So he had just basically his summers off. Yeah. And so he had to go back to school for the rest <clears throat> of the year. And so any coach too, so yeah, he's very busy yeah. with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So now with, with my role, I'm able to kind of incorporate more in the fall, winter and spring. Yep. So right now we're kind of just testing the waters with some of this stuff to see how it goes. And, mm-hmm. um, I would like to try to expand some of my skill sets and uh, try some new things as well. So it's kind of a good opportunity for us to um, just expand off of the, the summer programs that we do and involve more people, maybe try to get, some more adults or alumni of the program and maybe even some younger people as well. So. Well, I, I feel like that's a cool thing too. I mean, just the fact that you can reach out to Alex and Bria and like set, set this up, like the amount of yeah. contacts you probably have from alumni of these expeditions, Unbelievable. Yeah. That it's like some of the stuff that they're doing probably. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I feel like their willingness just to kind of give back to the program and help out would be, I, I feel like they would just know, no questions asked. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I like, just a massive list in my head of like all these things that I want to do, but it's like, (laughs) there's also like this time of year though, we're also working on like getting stuff ready for the summer already with like crews and uh, recruitment and like some of that stuff as well. So it's kind of just trying to figure out these different pockets of the year where maybe like this month in the winter doesn't work, but then doing it in like this month each year, like doing those different kinds of things. And so, yeah, because even for those summer trips, like, yeah, it's like a month long in the summer, but you have like how many months of yeah, preparation yeah. like before that, like getting the crews together, like preparing the like the route you're going on, yeah. like getting the food ready, all that stuff. It takes like a long time. It's yeah. a lot of preparation before. It's not just like the one month trip. 
Yeah. Which yeah. that's the cool thing I, I think sets apart the Voyager program is like, instead of just saying, Hey, all you guys show up on like July 1st and we're going to go until like the end of the month. Yeah. Maybe just show up this yeah. date and we'll drive up. And go, no, like we have your route ready. We have your food ready. Yeah, you like, imagine just show how up big here. of a disaster that would be. It'd be tragic. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, instead of like the first, like, Three four days, people figuring out it'd be like the whole trip. They just still be figuring. You like finally uh, get it. Probably take the that trip. whole time, but like take a lot longer for sure. I think one of the coolest parts about like my first year trip and what I like the most is like actually you like you and your crew get to like decide where you guys go. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Like so cool. Yeah. Like yeah, you get dropped off at this lake and you get picked up at this lake. But everything in between then There's is Canada, literally up to you. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want. And yeah. he like Fred clear or like he clearly stated that too. It's yeah. like you and your guy, like figure it out, get the maps together, like get it going. Like that was that was super cool to me. In one of uh in like the the, the information meetings that we give, um, part of like the, the slideshow that I talk through, I, I give an example of kind of the I always thought it was kind of the fun part about your route is like you get to decide like where you're going and all these things. But like when you look at it on a map, it looks one way. And then like when you finally get there in person, it's always way different than what you imagine <laughs> it looking not like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like. This is going to be an awesome cliff. This lake's going to be full of campsites and you get there and it's just nothing. Just, yeah, 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 like it's always a trade-off. But um, there was one part of one of my trips where we were supposed to be on this river for like five miles or something. It wasn't like crazy long, but it wasn't short either. Yeah. And this year it was like unbelievably low water levels, like four feet lower oh. than what they were supposed to be. Yep. And we pulled up around this bend and it was just like rocks. And we're like, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. And so like we like walked and we were trying to figure out like, maybe it's just like this part of uh -huh, the river uh -huh, and then it starts uh -huh. up again. And we walked for like, probably close to a mile just like on these rocks to see if anything would happen and in the middle of that of course it just starts downpouring yeah. and so now we're just not happening <laughs> and so that's where we put like our what we call like the guide of the day in a tricky situation where now they get to kind of look at the maps and be like okay how are we gonna yeah. reroute to get to where you we have to make go. that decision yeah it's nuts it's not something a 16 year old usually wants to make no um and so kind of speaking of camping trips i know you just went on kind of going back to stuff we're doing more recent um you recently sewed together and handmade your own canvas winter tent and then treated it so it was like waterproof in air quotes like, but, can we talk about that for a little bit because i remember the last podcast <laughs> you were on you guys were you were debating what you're going to do how did that work out <laughs> It worked out all right. <laughs> um, You're talking like the, the water. The treating. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So my grandma and my brother had made a tent and I don't know exactly how you describe Mitchell's. It's kind of like a, a wall tent. Maybe it's like a house. <coughs> like you, if would, you just thought of a house, right? Like if you think of like a classic red barn, it's got that shit. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like if you were to draw a house, it's a rectangle, it's a giant rectangle with that roof. Yeah. 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 Anyways, they uh, they had made no, yeah, checks out. Yeah, <laughs> they made one a couple of years ago, and uh, I thought that was a cool project that they did. And we went winter camping earlier this winter, us three and Mitchell, and it worked great. And that was the first time I'd ever stayed like winter camping in a tent oh, with, with the a, wood stove. Not sure if I'd ever do it with a 
even know that. Dude, it was stupid. Yeah, it was so It was, awesome. so, it was very luxurious. It was so luxurious. Yeah. Like, it was, I slept so well. Like, it was so <laughs> awesome. Compared to my other winter, winter camping experiences, like, it was, it was insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had a vision kind of this year that I would try to do the same thing. Uh, but I just decided on a different shape. I, I know Mitchell put in a lot of work into his, and so I was looking to do something that was a little bit more manageable, a little more manageable yeah, for the yeah. time that I had. So I basically went with more of like a TP style. So there's just a big metal pole. That I think sticks. that's pretty sweet though. TP yeah. style. Yeah. So there's cool. just it's a metal pole, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. a metal pole that goes through the middle. Um, and then there's just like a grommet up top. And then if you just think of like the classic, like TP style where it comes down on the edges. <clears throat> and so, so it's just like pretty much a massive circle. Right at the base, yeah. At the yeah. base, yeah. And then, like, you put the pole in the middle, and, and yeah. with the gravel, grommet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the gravel, the gravel, <laughs> the gravel. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and then you just basically like stake out the the bottom. Um, although that's fun in the winter. Uh, I was doing it here. <laughs> I was doing that here in our yard. And I also did it at my grandparents' house, and we were working on the sewing stuff. And like, you have to really hit those stakes to get them in. But like. Also, when I first used it, which was, is that last weekend now? Yeah, I think last weekend. Yeah, yep. We were up at our hunting cabin, my dad and I and our dogs. And so we, I just found an area like not super far away from where our cabin was because so I, I didn't bring a sled or anything to carry all this stuff out. Um, and so we set it up um, and we were in the pine forest. And I think with all like the pine needles and stuff on the ground, it kind of helps Managed the amount of snow coming down and like oh, freezing too. Yeah. Because when I put in those stakes, it was just, just like smooth. Yeah. A knife and butter. It was so nice. Dude, tell Tanner about your Bigfoot encounter. Not that night. Oh, no, I'll get to that. Yeah. I, I yeah. should answer his question about okay, the Bigfoot okay, okay. thing. Um, so yeah. yeah, then we had the. <laughs> my grandma and I got the tent sewed. She's an awesome seamstress. So she did a great job um, helping me with all the sewing aspects of it. Yep. Um, and so after that was done, I needed to basically like find a way to waterproof it. And so what my brother had done was he had got this like liquid spray basically that you put in it's like one of those like weed sprayers, you know, yep. um, where you can just like walk around the yard and spray it just to help evenly distribute it a lot easier. So I got that, but he did that in the summer uh-huh. and it was like negative 20 here yeah. when I got it. And so I was trying to figure out a way to do it. And then just, get- just so like it would be able to dry. Yeah, just the yeah. drying part was what yeah. I was afraid. I yeah. was also worried that I was just going to freeze as soon as it came out of the nozzle. Oh, yeah, seriously. But um, So what I ended up doing was in our garage, I just, like, hung it up. So I put a string at, like, the top of the teepee part and then spread it out. And then I just walked around and sprayed it out. Um, and that probably took, like, 15 minutes to do. Just on the outside? Yeah, just on the outside. Uh, but it was not going to dry outside because yeah. it was so no. cold. Even in the garage, right? No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And I, I was thinking of like, maybe I should just put like a heater in it. But I was like, this stuff's also flammable. So, <laughs> so, so what we ended up doing is like in actually this room where we did the podcast, yeah. I opened up the two windows. It got cold. Yeah, it got really it cold. Got, cold. It was nuts, dude. And I, yeah, so I opened up the windows and I laid it out on a tarp. And uh, then I had a fan blowing like towards the windows. And then I put a towel underneath the door in the room so that stink and the cold wouldn't come out although yeah. some of it did yeah, a little bit. Uh, it was more manageable though for sure um but i also did it during the day when you guys were gone and i was working so did it it eventually dried in here 
Was it hung? Did you hang it up in here? No, I just, just laid, laid it on out? a tarp and then it's I just kind of... It's tall in the ceiling. Yeah, so could you lay it out like flat? Yeah, I just like laid room? it like... If you think of like a cone folded, I like laid it out like that way. And then I would just kind of keep like flipping it uh, over throughout okay. the day. Like okay. a wizard. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like a, saying. a wizard. Yeah, so I mentioned that, but this summer... I'll probably just do like an actual like really good coat when it's really warm. Yeah, but yeah. you wanted to get something. So you yeah, just so I could do it. I probably didn't even really need to honestly because canvas itself is pretty water resistant. But so if you this summer, if you had like all the stuff that you needed, which is pretty much the sewing machine and the materials, right? Would you need like the materials and then the sewing machine is that all you need to build it? Yeah. Okay. How how fast could you? How long would it take you to make the tent you did? Dude, I think you could do it in a day. I think you could too. Because all I did was literally I had this huge piece For of like canvas. For like a TV style? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I had a huge piece of canvas. And then there's Which like was a... cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was... You got a Crafts Direct? No, I got it at like Menards or... Oh, okay. So it's not like a, a store near you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you basically just like cut out the circle and then you cut out where the door is. And then you like basically... Like a pizza, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the circle part around it. Yeah, yeah. So pizza with the the yeah. slice cut out, and then you just sew the the seam where the door would be, and then at the bottom you just sew on the zipper on either side of it, yeah. and then you just put the the pole in the middle. But I mean, like you wouldn't even need to have like a specific type of pole. Like if you wanted to, you could just use, use a tree, yeah, 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 or something like that. And then I just put in grommets, which I thought that was gonna be a hard part. Yeah, turned out to be one of the more fun parts. Okay, nice. It's super easy to put in a grommet. I had never done that before. So. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that that, that night that you did it. Um, but yeah, so then you tested the, the tent out, out, up at your cabin, um, Sasquatch story. and you saw Sasquatch or yeah. you, you, I didn't encountered, you encountered Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell the story. So I was I'm like, interested in this. <laughs> so for the viewers that don't know, Zach's brother, Mitchell, big Sasquatch fan, big, eh. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a fan, <laughs> big Sasquatch believer. Yeah. And, <laughs> Um, yeah, I have a funny story about that. There's too. a lot of funny stories. <laughs> he doesn't like Sasquatch. <laughs> Before you tell the story, I I was talking to him. Ah, I don't know if you were here or not. I don't think you were, but he was saying he was talking to me about, or Tanner. Uh, either you. I don't know if it was me talking to him on the phone or not, but okay. I'm trying. I'll try to avoid HIPAA violations with patients that he was working with. But there, he was working with a patient, and they had some sort of like psychological disorder um where they they thought that they're i don't know if it was i don't know if it was hallucinations or they just thought stuff was real like for instance like aliens or this oh, guy yeah. like a bunch of that kind of whatever and one of them was like this guy or, or girl was <laughs> um convinced that bigfoot was real no was way that then, was one of mitchell's patients yes and mitchell's like Dude, I think Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that dude is so scary when he got that patient. Like, that'd be the worst for him. Oh my like, God. someone comes in and t- I can't imagine yeah. that. No way. But anyway. So when did that happen? Uh, I, I was there for that conversation. Yeah. Was it, wow. I'm mad he didn't tell us all oh, that. Yeah, that was freaking sitting, hilarious. I was sitting in the chair in the living room talking to him. Yeah. 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 That he, is hilarious. Probably goes over to his buddy, hey, let's switch patients. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So, that's the premise. No way. That's yeah. so funny. So... After I had set up the tent, um, we went and got a whole bunch of wood and put it in the, the tent. Um, so I was also doing this with my dog because I want him to be able to come on all these adventures with me. Yep. And so I thought this would be a great first time to kind of 
uh, dabble with that to see how he does with it. Because especially with our cabin being like not super far, like worst case scenario in the middle of the night, I just walk him back to the cabin. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we got this stove all set up. Uh, we, we, we were hanging out at the cabin with my dad for a while. And then we walked there at night. Um, and so we, I already had everything set up. I just needed to start the fire. And then I had kind of like a mat for him to sleep on next to the stove. And then I was kind of uh, adjacent to that as well. And we went to bed and I don't know what time it was, maybe like two or three in the morning. He kind of figured this out earlier when we were in the tent, when he was still a little like antsy getting in there. Uh, I don't know if he was like claustrophobic or he was probably a little freaked out because he was now in like an yeah, enclosed yeah, smaller yeah. area. With the fire inside. Yeah, with the fire inside. <laughs> um, but like I basically left like a couple inches at the very bottom of the door open just to get like airflow in. So yeah. there wasn't any carbon monoxide. Oh, and you also have like the stuff, like the, those holes that Mitchell had, like, towards the top yeah i have a vent up at the top and oh. then i just want to leave the bottom open so there'd yep, be that yep, yep. constant airflow but he figured out that like he could go over and he would like put his nose by it so he could smell like the outside stuff but stay inside but he also <laughs> figured out in the middle of the night at like two or three uh i like had woken up to put more wood on the fire and he was like sniffing out there and all of a sudden i looked back over and he had like snuck under and gotten out of the tent which wasn't a big deal but i just didn't want him to go roam around somewhere outside in the dark yeah. And so, um, I, I grabbed my, my headlamp and I went out there and he was just, I think he just had to go to the bathroom initially cause he was going to the bathroom and then he was probably like 20 yards from the tent, just going to the bathroom. And then he like stopped and he like looked up and was like looking in the complete opposite direction, just into pitch black and just he staring just, into the abyss. Yeah. He was yeah. staring. And then he like was looking a little bit closer and then he like scurried back like five feet and sat down and then he started to like oh gosh dude and then he like <laughs> moved back like another five feet and started growling again it's like no way and yeah, I, my pants i think yeah and i was kind of freaked out because i didn't have something is definitely out there yeah, yeah i yeah. just had no idea was, what no, it was. yeah it was big i mean it was probably sure. big yeah. Yeah. riding a wolf probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i was like scout come here because i didn't have like a leash or like his or um, gun or yeah or anything yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah, that was one of those things where I was like, I don't know how, I'm glad it kind of happened. So now I know like how he'd react to something. He doesn't really know Did what he it come is. Here? Yeah. He like would kind of keep backing up and then eventually came towards me. Uh, and so then he sketchy. went in the tent. That's yeah. So sketchy. It was scary because I had no idea what he was looking at. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 Um, but, the, but on the more serious note, there are a lot of wolves up there. Yeah, there, there are. Yeah. And this there time there are year, a lot of wolves. Yeah. 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 So it was maybe a yeah, probably was probably Bigfoot, yeah. but there was maybe a wolf. Yeah. yeah. I'd be curious what it was. Yeah. I don't know. That'd I mean, be... I don't want to see a picture of Bigfoot, but no. I'd be curious. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, it was uh it was an interesting night. It was I mean, besides that, it was really good. And, he and so what did you in there and... and so as far as like the tent structure goes, did you do you have um canvas on the did you sew it so you have the whole base is canvas too, or is it it's just the bare ground? So right now what I have, I'm still kind of trying to experiment what the best way. Um, so in Mitchell's tent, he has canvas all along the floor. And I know one thing that a couple things that he doesn't like about it is like sometimes when you're opening up the stove, like little embers will fall down and oh, like yeah. burn like a little yeah. hole in the bottom. Yep. Um, and also it's just like harder to keep the stove even on something like that. Uh, yeah. um, and I know like also like we kept our boots outside so you wouldn't like carry dirt and that kind of stuff into it. Um, I know he's talked about maybe like cutting out like a part of it or putting something else over it so that yeah. you could walk Just where the stove is. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that kind of stuff. 
Um, so what I initially did was I figured I would just leave it open. So right now the bottom's open. Really? But what I did was I went to, I don't know what store it was, but I got like, you know, like those like probably two foot by two foot like foam puzzle pieces. Yeah. Like that like, you can like snap them together. Like a kindergartner. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got like, a, I think it was like a pack of six of those and it covers like a third of it. And so what I did was I put those together on one side and because the stove is kind of in the middle, like next to the pole. Yeah. Um, and so that would be a spot where I could sleep as well as scout yep. or um, if somebody else was there too, you could have them sleep on that basically foam pad. And it's super nice. Cause like you could stand on that barefoot and it's fine. it would not be yeah, really? cold at all. Yeah. So it, cause you don't keeps, need a lot. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and so that was nice. So like half of the tent or a third of the tent was basically covered. And then next to the stove, I could stack up all this wood, which would be just on like the ground or the snow, which was nice. So yep. I didn't have to worry about it like getting inside the tent or anything like that. Uh, yeah. I need to kind of experiment if I want to put like a tarp on the other half or something. Cause I don't know if like, if it would be a lot warmer, if there was something covering most of the like frozen ground. Yeah. Or not. The ground um, just didn't have like the yeah. free access to suck. Yeah. 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 Cause it's amazing when you're, were you kind of cold? I was good, but like, I mean, you can definitely tell like if you're standing up, your head is so much warmer than oh, okay. like the lower yeah. part. And yeah. I mean, you're sleeping on the lower the lowest like foot yeah. of yeah. of it where it's going to be the coldest. Yeah. And so that's where I want to try to figure out some way to just help retain the heat a little bit lower. Um, Cause if you slept like at your knee height, it would be so hot. I mean, you could bring a cot. Yeah. You could bring a was cot. Your, was how, like how tall is it? Tall you can stand up in it. Okay. Um, it's, it's probably another like, no, I can reach my hand. That's all what I'm up. saying. I feel like it's probably pretty tall. At the, yeah. Like at the very center too. Yeah. I can't even touch the top with my hand okay. when I'm standing up in the middle. Wow. So it's nice, but I mean like it's a, it's a cone shape. Yeah. So yeah. like as so you like go towards the edge. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Can I sidetrack like a yeah, funny yeah. story about a teepee that I have? Okay. <laughs> so on my second Voyager trip, the Missanabe trip, um, we had to drive to Wawa, this city. It's like that Ontario. Yeah. Ontario. I think I was just yeah, trying to think about yeah. that Ontario. So like we, we pretty much just drove like North up to Duluth and then like drove around Lake Superior. And eventually obviously it goes into Canada. How was that drive? It was probably super cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we literally just drove yeah, around the whole sweet. coast of Lake Superior and you realize how freaking big of a lake it is. Is yeah. it what, like, I'm, I'm familiar with like the part of the drive where you go, like the North shore of Minnesota. Yeah, is yeah. it like that all the way around? Like the I, North part of it? I slept. <laughs> <laughs> so we left, in the, I was going to get to that. We left in the morning and it was like a 12 hour drive. So I slept like right when we left probably or maybe not right when we left like i think we all like were pretty hyped up like right away yeah. you know like you're pretty jacked that's what i was going to talk about like when we were talking about the prepping too yeah i didn't really get to say that though it's like th- like that whole part of it just gets you so much more excited for like yeah, the whole trip and like when you actually get to go like you're just like so much more i don't know the well, i was, ta- was going to talk to fred too it's like when you, even when you just grab dinner for like that i think like, you made and packaged all the food that's yeah. in that pack yeah. It's just a cool feeling. It's like, yeah, yeah all, everything you've done is now going to be like, you get the reward of it. Now. Yes. You get the reward of it. Like but it's so it's, much more like, what's that word? 
not satisfying. meaningful, yeah. satisfying. Like okay. it's like when yeah. you're when you're actually ready to go on the trip, like you feel like, wow, I did all of this for like months prior. Finally, I yeah. get to go. Like it's just as a guide cool. too. I remember like it was the nice, and I know as a participant too, but like you get to that point like a couple days before you leave, where it's like we've done all we can do. Like if we don't have it, we'll figure it out. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just get to the point where it's like. Okay, we've done everything. Uh, we've been working so hard. Like it'll, things will fall into place. I don't know how, but they yeah. will. And they always do. I yeah, feel like. yeah, they do. So anyway, it's like a twelve-hour drive, and it was probably pretty cool. I did. <laughs> Once we got to the North Shore, I'm pretty sure I passed out. But did then, you sleep away because back no, no, that's because like when it started to get dark, I woke up and like rolled the rest of the way with Joe. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, he was our guy, Joe Weirly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of with a paddling story. Um. But anyway, so we realized, I think we stopped at a gas station or something, that the road we were driving on, like most of the way, was like the most dangerous road in like the world for moose. Really? <laughs> like to see or like hit a moose. No way, with your car. With your car. Yeah, or van or whatever. And it was night? It was night. <laughs> and it was a pretty foggy night. And I was sitting in Patrick's seat, he was driving whatever, we were just like talking. And all of a sudden like, we see a moose no like way, no right way. in front of us and we're in this like old big van yeah. with like a trailer of canoes behind us yeah. and so he just like slams on the brakes Holy and shit. i kid you not like this moose was like three feet away from our hut <laughs> like just, just like stood huge there. bull moose yeah. like maybe one of the bigger moose because we see, saw a lot of moose like on the compromise yeah. you see a lot of moose like on that trip we saw a lot of moose but this was maybe the one of the bigger really? moose I've saw. Okay, it's okay. a huge bull moose just standing right in the middle of the road. So we stopped, like, we were, like, three feet away. We were fine. Didn't hit it or anything. But then we, like, thought to ourselves, like, oh, shit, we oh, would shit. hit that. Like, that would not be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it probably wouldn't even die. No, that would not be good. So anyway, that was, like, a 12-hour drive, and we get there, like, late at night. So we get there at, like, 11 or, like, or maybe it was a little longer than 12. Because we left, like, we had our send-off early that morning. And we left, like, pretty early in the morning. But... We knew we were going to have to, like, spend a night there before, like, the next day when we actually start, like, get on the water. Yeah. So we get to this place. I don't even know where it was. Wawa was the city. Just, like, this place that we, like, had already, like, said we were going to drop. Like, already made prior arrangements to, like, drop off our van or whatever. and Whatever it was. And this guy's there, and he's like, yeah, you guys can go sleep in the, like, teepee down by, like, down by the beach if you guys want to. Like, it's open. Like, you can go sleep in that. And we were just like, I don't know what was going through our heads. We were like, no, that's all right. Like, we'll just sleep in the van. Like, it was like 12 p.m. Like, a bunch of people were already, like, sleeping on the road. And, yeah. like, we were just really tired. And we just, like, wanted to go to bed and, like, get up and, like, go. So the six of us decided to just stay in the van. <laughs> what the hell? Not a good idea. I was sleeping, like, in the trunk part of it. Yeah. Like, so uncomfortable. Like, I was just, like, crunched up the whole time. Like, like a couple people were in the front seat and the passenger seat, like, just not tried good. to recline like yeah. not good at all like nobody slept the whole night like it was cold tents. i'm telling you there it was pitch it was pitch black they're probably packed like, we away got there they're packed away yeah. like in the packs like we didn't want to deal with anything we were just like let's just sleep and then like, <laughs> we can wake up and then we can do it like we're good yeah. we're on the water yeah. like it'll all be fine so whatever we slept in our didn't sleep yeah. in our <laughs> van barely, yep. and so we like comes like probably like six in the morning like sun's rising and we're all we no one was sleeping anyway so we're like all right like let's get it going like yeah. let's make some breakfast and get it going so we go down by the beach and get out of the van and we were like freezing too because yeah. 
we turned it off, obviously. And we see this massive TV <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. And we like look inside of it and there's just like sleeping pads everywhere. Holy like no a place in the middle for like a fire. Like this TP was the biggest TP I've ever seen. Really? Like, really? So tall. Like, yeah. What was it made of? Like what was like, the material around it? It was it was like canvas, I think. Really? I'm pretty sure it was like canvas. Yeah. But there was like Pelts or like wood skins. planks, like yeah, yeah, like a real teepee, like a real teepee, like wood planks and like canvas just like surrounding that, yeah. Um, but it was freaking massive, yeah, like, yeah. just perfect, so perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. we all could have like slept, like spread out, like there's a sleeping pad for all of us, yeah. like wow. would have been so comfortable. Yeah, like, like babies. we would have been right on the beach, we yeah. got up, like made our <laughs> breakfast, but we were just like scrunched in the van, no one slept. We wake up, see that right away, we're like, wow, yeah. you guys no, sleep there on the way back? Uh, no, because. Not a long story, or whatever. Like the girl, there was a girls' Masonic crew. Like they picked up our van on their oh, way up, okay. and we had like a train ride back and whatever. Oh, whatever. Logistic stuff. Yeah, logistic stuff. Yeah. Should have told them to sleep in the TP. Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But so moral, moral of the podcast today was: if a stranger tells you to sleep in a TP, yeah, go sleep, in, sleep the TP. in a TP. Yeah. Um, Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot's real. Yep, he's out there in Big Falls, Minnesota. Mitchell yeah. is gonna be dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You, it's very easy and possible to make your own canvas tent. How yeah, yeah. could you like ballpark a price? Under hundred, over hundred. With the stove or without a stove? Uh, the stove without, is the most expensive. That's what I was gonna say. The with, stove is the most without the stove. Without the stove, because I think there's a bunch of different ways you could do that. It's probably like around hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, yeah. Okay, and you can make it in if if you knew what you were doing or like were educated enough about it. Yeah, you do it about a day. Um, and getting out in the winter, canoeing or doing that kind of stuff, ice climbing, just looking, looking for different ways to do it. I mean, we had, I don't know if that was our last podcast, no, two podcasts ago, we kind of talked about like surviving and then even like thriving in this, in the cold. So um, there's plenty of opportunities out there. Um, I think if you're a person too that enjoys, like I know I'm one of those people that just like enjoys finding ways to get outside, but also do it where less people are. Yeah. Like I'm just, naturally drawn like just even like paddling like yeah people hate going through like gross little streams and like tiny little places but everybody's on the bigger rivers like that kind of thing so i would naturally rather do that even if it's 20 times the amount of work because i know i'm by myself as compared to doing a big river with rapids but there's a bunch of people doing it it's like that's kind of my mentality with all that stuff and so for me like winter paddling is awesome because i know I'm going to be the only one doing it. And like you said, like you've been doing hikes in the winter. Like most people are inside yeah, being warm, doing other things. Yep. If you just get yourself to go do it, likely you'll be by yourself doing that kind of stuff. So. When I was my biggest thought, when I was that Sunday morning, when I was walking Nala, um, I was like, this is one of the most like gorgeous walks down by the river I've ever been on. Like it was just like perfect. Like, I literally stopped periodically just to like take it all in. Yeah. And I was like, it was probably eight, eight thirty. I was like, there's, a lot of people still sleeping this morning which isn't a bad thing you know, like I, I sleep in sometimes but i don't um, know if it's sometimes though it makes me like that the area that we go walking with our dogs and that kind of stuff sometimes it's like this is nice but it's also like why aren't there more people out here doing like there's a neighborhood right there yeah it's like a block away from a, and a nobody i've never seen i've seen like i could count on one hand the amount of people i've seen out and about like walking their dogs or yeah. doing that kind of stuff yeah. like that. It's kind of nice that not nobody's really down there, but it's also sad because it's like, this yeah, is all, like we enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
yeah, so if, if that hopefully kind of sparks something underneath you just to get outside and kind of do something even when it's cold or just – it doesn't even matter the whatever, like, the weather's like. Um, the weather people. will now be, like, that nice, like, not cold, yeah. but it's not hot yet. It's, yeah. like, right in between for a lot of people, too. Um, and, again, we um, we got a few more right away when we started doing this podcast. But we haven't gotten as much recently. Like, if you guys are thinking about, interested about doing any of this kind of stuff, feel free to reach out on our Instagram Um we're happy to talk through this kind of stuff. I know some people have messaged us saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about camping or like we, after it was after that national forest, um, we talked about camping in oh, national yeah. forests. Yep. Somebody reached out and just asked like what, where we recommend and that kind of stuff. And I mean, we haven't, um, explored like everywhere in Minnesota and definitely not everywhere out, outside of Minnesota, but I mean, we have some pretty cool spots that we like to go to, to do a lot of this kind of stuff. So, um, or know people that who do it. So if you have any interest at all, or and just want a little bit of guidance, then feel free to reach out. And we'd be happy to help. Um, I don't know what that I, when I was making my tent, I had the intention of maybe making like a how to video for people to see like, yeah. Cause I know, I know it would be fairly easy to make. Yep. And so I made the video, but like, I'm not talking through a lot of it, like, especially like the cutting of it. And there's kind of a specific way to do it to maximize the amount of material and that kind of stuff. So I'll do my best to maybe at some point put together a little video that we could put out. I was going to yeah. say, you can like narrate it. After yeah, I can show. narrate it. I don't know how many people want to listen to my voice, but I can, uh, I can do that. I can tell over 2000 so far. Want to listen to your voice. All right. That's awesome. how people listen to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 2,102. Yes. Yeah, just take a moment. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> Thanks nice, guys. Yeah. That's a lot. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll maybe try to get something like that. I don't know how practical it would be when it comes out if winter will still be a thing or not but yeah but just something you can archive and i mean the summer would be the best time to do it so yeah. you don't have to go through the mistakes of trying, trying to, to get the treat it in the negative 20 <laughs> and air it out in your house yeah. yeah that's funny um cool yeah that that'll do it for this podcast thanks for thanks for tuning in everybody and god bless have a great rest of your day thanks for tuning into the voyager way podcast follow us on social media at the voyager way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.